We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Metroscope, an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. October is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And with that in mind, on Metroscope this time, I would like to introduce Becky Olson. Becky is the co-founder of Breast Friends. And also here with us today is Corey Collins. Corey is a cancer survivor and a big old supporter of Breast Friends. Yes, she is. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thanks for joining us, Corey. So, Becky, let's get started with you and kind of talk about Breast Friends. Where did this idea come from? And uh, you've been doing it for a while. Yeah, we just passed our 18th anniversary. We started this this in August of 2000. Uh, Kind of was born over lunch one day. Sharon and I were having one of those kind of bigger-than-life come-to-Jesus meetings about, you know, what is it that makes us friends and why did we both survive breast cancer and maybe we're supposed to do something with our journey and that day over lunch we just kind of thought maybe we're supposed to start a nonprofit. and it was really funny Gary because later that day I went back to my office and I registered the name with the state of Oregon she went to her office registered the URL and then we called each other and said okay now what and I mean we had <laughs> no idea you know how to how to run a nonprofit. we'd both volunteered in, in nonprofits before but never run one. So it was a, a, an act of love and trial and error. And But here we are 18 years later, and it seems to be working. And, you know, we've, we feel like we've been able to touch quite a few lives in that journey. Yeah, that's amazing. We're talking about Sharon Hennepin, right? Yeah. She's yeah. such a good friend. Yes. She's, and, she's wonderful. And, and yeah, we worked together at the Yellow Pages before we started okay. doing this. And we just kind of stay hooked at the hip, I guess, after that. So, so in those 18 years, what kind, of, what kind of work does Breast Friends do? Tell me about well, what you guys do. Our main purpose really is to provide emotional support to women so that nobody feels they have to go through this journey alone. You know, getting diagnosed is really scary, and unless you know someone who's been through it and hopefully survived it, um, you you don't have any role models, I guess, to to follow. And we all know people who have passed from breast cancer, and if that's all you've known, like in Sharon's situation, she was first in our circle to be diagnosed, and the only person she knew that had breast cancer was someone who died of it. So for her, it was probably horribly frightening. And then I went through it three years later, and by then, you know, she'd had the experience. She knew exactly what to do to support me through my battle. And we just kind of started putting our heads together and, and figured out there's probably a lot of other women in that same situation that really don't have a clue. So we're, we started it in order to help women, just like Corey, um, get through it with their, with their diagnosis. So they, they know they're in a sisterhood, and we're here to lift them up. That diagnosis, I would imagine, is not only terrifying, but you probably feel completely alone. You right? do. When it first happens, it's 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 very frightening. Partly because, I mean, it, okay, I'm gonna. This is gonna sound really awful when I say this, but I think people are more afraid of breast cancer than some other kinds of cancers that you don't see, because breast cancer, you know, when you, the treatments are so brutal to the the physical beauty of the body. I mean, our as women, you know, we are sensual, sexual creatures, and now we've lost our breasts, and we're probably going to lose our hair, and there's just all these things that kind of come into play. Well, my husband still love me when I'm done. There, there's all of these things that 
that scare people. And, and I remember for me, I thought he was going to, I thought I was going to die first off and he would marry a 22 year old and she'd be a size two. <laughs> and I hated her right then. And I didn't even know who she was, but then <laughs> she doesn't exist. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're still married, you know, 38 years now. So but that's, that's yeah. a that says a lot right there. It does. That and you're terrified. Yeah. And, and so it's really scary. And, you know, I would love to hear Corey's story on this because she's, she is a, the perfect patient for the kind of women that you know that we've supported, and she represents a lot of them. And I, I w- I'd love to have her share. Would that be okay if we kind of jump Please, into her let's right do. now? Introduce once again, Corey Collins. Corey, tell us your story. So, um, August twentieth, two thousand ten, is a date I will never forget. It's one of those dates that gets burned into your brain of what you were doing at that time. And uh, I went in for, I'd had a mammogram, and they said um, everything was fine. See you in a year. I got a letter. I still have that letter. And it said, schedule your next appointment in a year from now. And I still felt funny. And I called the doctor, and they were like, no, we looked at your mammogram. Everything's fine. And I'm like, no, no, something's not right. So I went in and, and uh, had an ultrasound, and the tech came in, and she just had a look on her face and so I get diagnosed with breast cancer I drove home that day and honestly I don't remember driving it was like driving home drunk I don't remember driving home I totally get that I've I've done the same thing many times when you get deep in thought of what you're going through you just lose it your mind's just reeling Mm -hmm. but before I left the clinic the doctor the uh, lady because I'm just mind numb at this point. And I said, if you were me, what would you do? Because she said, your cancer is really bad. She goes, I'm sorry to say this, it's bad. And so she she tells me, I'm like, she goes, you need to see an oncologist immediately. And I'm like, I don't know an oncologist. I've never had to deal with this before. I said, if you were me, what would you do? So she gives me the name of an oncologist. I go home and I call and they immediately schedule me in like the next day I it was 10 days of whirlwind so I get in there and within 10 days I was doing chemo and had my chemo port put in and and had started chemo but the one thing that they handed me the oncologist handed me is a box of Kleenex (laughs) tells me to get my affairs in order which is heart-wrenching when you're 49 years old actually I wasn't even 49 so Um, she tells me to get your affairs in order and hands me a card and it was Becky and Sharon's business card and said please call this organization they are the most wonderful women that will help you get through this may I ask who that was Devin it was Devin oh I never I never knew that part of the story so Devin hands me this card and I have my family with me and my daughter is going to start her senior year in high school I have my Son and daughter-in-law, my mom, my brother, my sister, my entire family all of a sudden rallied. <laughs> I mean, my dad awesome. would have flown from Florida if I would have said it was okay. So I call them, and I, you just, I'd had a heart test, lung test, brain scan, body scan. I think they went under my fingernails. I mean, everything that you could possibly have mm. done, and a chemo port put in from one. The, Friday I was diagnosed, that a week later I had my chemo port, and the next Monday, or that following Monday, I had started chemo. Why whirlwind, huh? It was a 10-day 
trip around the world. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I called Sharon and Becky in, but I reached Sharon and she came and met me. I went back to work because I just couldn't even function of what am I going to do. Only thing I knew what to do is my keep on my same path of mm -hmm. just keep going. I didn't want to stop and have to really think about, think about what's it, yeah. happening. So Sharon came to my office and met me and I was just like numb. I didn't know what to do. My friends knew and all of a sudden all my girlfriends just poof, gone. They were all like, well, you'll be okay. Everything will be great. You'll be fine. <laughs> and your brain is just going in a million miles. Here are my kids. I'm, I'm worried about my kids now. So I'm a single parent and all I could think about is, oh my God, my daughter's going to be a senior in high school. What am I going to do? I, I have to focus on her, not myself. Just show up for your appointments, do what you have to do. And Becky and Sharon just helped me have a place to ask questions and vent and cry. Mm -hmm. and, because all my friends kept going, oh, you're going to be okay. Call me if you need anything. But they were <laughs> gone. They were, no one was around. Um, it was, it was unreal. I had, my mom lives in Bend. My sister's busy with her family. Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk. I had so many questions, but no one to ask. And and all I kept hearing is, oh, you'll beat this. You're going to beat this. You're a fighter. You're strong. And you have a doctor who says you have stage four breast cancer. Get your affairs in order. Your brain is going, okay, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to be strong. Yeah. And I was strong for everybody. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to do great. But on the inside, I just was, my head was spinning and I was sick and I had all these questions and fears. And this was a group of women that I could go and sit with and just, they were okay. You could, you could cry and ask questions and not feel like having to be tough and strong. And because you can't do that all the time, as much as I wanted to, I still needed a place to say, I'm not okay. I'm scared to death. I don't want to freak out my kids. Right. I don't want to freak out my 17-year-old daughter who has, you know, only seen mom be tough and strong mm -hmm. and take care of the family. You know, I, I was chuckling when you said that people said, let me know if there's anything we can do. That's really the crux of why we started Breast Friends because that is exactly what people do. And then that other thing that they said to you, you're strong, you're going to beat this. That really is them trying to be supportive, but not understanding that that really isn't that helpful. Because when you're in the midst of it like that, you don't feel strong, and, and you won't always feel strong, and you do need to cry. And so oftentimes, as moms especially, we feel like we are the ones that have to, we have to support the family. We have to tell people we're going to be fine, because otherwise they'll worry, and we don't want our family mm -hmm. to worry. Mm -hmm. But deep down inside, everyone needs that place to go to where they can just be real and let it down and just cry. And, you know, it's not always easy. Um, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to share this, but I, I'm going to share something. Okay. I've needed that place recently where I could go and cry <laughs> because I just found out that my I was a four-time survivor until this week. And then I just found out my cancer's back with a vengeance. It's on the mm -hmm. other side now. And it's in five spots, and it's kind of all over the place. And we're working on some solutions, but um, it's at the point now where it won't be cured except by a miracle. And I do believe in miracles. Um, but I have my moments, and I'm, I am pretty strong, and I can 
come and do something like this and and talk and share my story. But there are moments where I just kind of want to bury my head in a pillow and cry. And sometimes, as women, as strong as we are, we need to be able to do that, and we need people to understand that we need to do that, and then be be there for us during that time too. Absolutely, and that's what I think Breast Friends is is really about. Thank you for sharing that, and I'm sorry for you. Yeah, it's you know, (laughs) life is short, right? (laughs) Embrace every moment. So that uh, that's true testament, though, to what fantastic support you get from Breast Friends. That's it's there. Yeah. How do people find you to 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 get your services? Well, a lot of people do come to us through um, physician referral. Uh, a lot of people Google breast cancer support in the area, and we have an office out on Highway 99 in Tigard. You'd be surprised at the number of people that said, "I've been driving past this sign for years, and now I've been diagnosed. So I thought I better check out what you are." We've got some great volunteers that have done that, and board members and whatnot, but. Um, but people can find us at it's our web, website is breastfriends.org. Our phone number, can, if I can give that, absolutely is 503-598-8048. And we're not there all the time, but you can leave a message. And we're there every day. It's just not in the evening generally. But there are a lot of support programs and evening groups. And if there's any ladies going through um, Bald Head right now, we have a wonderful program called Bald is Beautiful. And it's for the ladies, they get a they get a, a facial makeover that is just stunning. In fact, the gal that does the makeover is her name is Tracy. She does makeovers for uh, the Voice and for um, oh. I can't remember which shows. I think American Idol. She's quite quite amazing. And then our photographer is Christine Yad Sukar, and they they do it all pro bono. And you get this wow. beautiful package. And and this is a time when most of us are just crying in the corner and. They are making you beautiful so that you want to actually take pictures and show it. It's it's fabulous. That so. is really wonderful. Yeah. It's How special. Is your hair. Yeah, harder than people think. Yeah. Unless it's the facial hair, that part can go away. <laughs> Stays gone for a You're while, okay with actually. That part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Being Greek and Italian, dang. <laughs> <laughs> so, could we talk about some of the other services that Breast Friends does provide? Yes. Um, we have a, a closet that's filled with bras, uh, mastectomy bras. Uh, prosthetics. We have wigs. We have hats. We have scarves. All of that is free. So if somebody has that need, they can come in. We even actually have some swimsuits left over from our swimsuit event. They all have mastectomy pockets sewn into them. Beautiful um, swimwear. And um, we have support groups. We have our warrior women workshops, which is once a month. And we actually get together, and they're, they're, it's like a class where they're, we have an outside speaker come in, or it might be a field trip somewhere. And it's limited to about 12 to 15 ladies just because of the, you know, the, the space and the size. But um, those are wonderful. You can see all of those things posted on our website. We've got girls' night out groups all over the, the Tri-County, actually down into Salem and Vancouver as well. Um, help me here, kiddo. <laughs> I'm trying. Oh, my gosh. Obviously, the one-on-one one support. Uh, uh, thriving. Oh, yeah, Thriving Beyond Cancer Retreats, which is four times a year. And that's a three-day retreat over at the coast. You, did you do that? No. You have. Oh. I know. <laughs> Every time I plan on it, something happens. I have yeah. had, you know, life well, gets in the way when you plan. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a wonderful program. It's taught um, currently by Sharon Hennepin, and um, Sharon and I are kind of taking a little bit of a step back 
um, these days. We're both old enough to collect Social Security. So, you know, <laughs> so we're stepping back and let some, some of the younger people kind of step into those leadership roles. But we're still around. We'll still yeah. be You've put so much connected. of yourself in it. Yes. It's yeah. really, really hard to, to totally let go. Yeah. We do have a radio show that's on voiceamerica.com. It's on every week. And you can visit our archives through there and listen to we have about 140 shows, I think, um, that we've that we've done they're hour-long shows different topics different guests that we have on every time so that's pretty that's cool yeah. yeah so um what else do we do i don't know i think the biggest thing for me is that you gave me tools to help other women when i got diagnosed um, with breast cancer i had four women in my office mm -hmm. after me and they came to me and asked me questions and i just felt like i had the tools from you and from Good. sharon to be able to help them and get through their journey. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not a club you want anyone to join, yeah. Yeah. but it's really gave me a lot of information and just um, emotional support to be able to stand up and talk about it. And I've done this at my office. I've been asked to, we have the charitable giving events where they picked people that had donated money and because I donate money to them, I donate time and been a, you know, had the both sides of their services now, mm -hmm. it was, it made it a lot easier for me to talk about breast cancer. And it's, I mean, it's a tough thing to talk about. And, you know, when you're 48 years old, and I was probably in the best shape of my life, feeling really confident with my body. It took me till I was in my 40s <laughs> to feel good. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> and wham, you yeah. know, it, our media really kind of makes that um, that's the first thing I think you see now. They push that out there in yeah. clothing, and mm -hmm. you know it's it's a lot for a woman to kind of take all that in. And yep. so that's the support part of having someone that's been there. And you know, I got diagnosed with stage four breast cancer, and being told get your affairs in order doesn't mean go away for a weekend. Yeah. I mean, it's right. like it's a lot, yeah. you know. And so for people to see that I push through I mean I mm -hmm. survived that and it's yeah. um, and able to talk about it mm -hmm. you know one of the things that we do at Breast Friends kind of almost regardless of where you are in your journey we really try to encourage women to find their, their twinkle what's the mm -hmm. thing that lights them up because when you you talked about your doctor handing you a piece of Kleenex I fired my doctor because she didn't hand me a piece of Kleenex I know that sounds completely weird but on my second diagnosis um, when she was, you know, giving me reading all the stats and all the junk I wasn't even listening to, I was crying. And the reason I was crying is because I had just been invited to speak at the Komen luncheon, and they have 1,200 people there. And I was just, that was like one thing I really wanted to do. And I was afraid that my diagnosis, I'd be like deep in treatment, and what if I'm too sick to do this? And that's what I was crying about. And my husband was sitting next to me, and she didn't even see me crying. He got up and walked over in front of her, picked up the box of Kleenex and brought it back to me so I could wipe my eyes. And then she looked up and she, was, she, was, she wasn't surprised I was crying, but she had no idea why and it was, that, what the real reason was. And I, she goes, you know, we're, we're going to get through this, kind of. She tried to be nice at that moment. But I said, you know, I'm going to be speaking at this Coleman event and I got to make sure that I'm in good shape. She goes, well, why would that even be on your mind? You shouldn't be doing that. Obviously, this woman doesn't know me. Mm -hmm. And like Corey said, she had to get back to work because to sit, to not do things like that, to just get, it's kind of like giving up. And I, I was in school at the time and I stayed in school 
And people said, you shouldn't be in school. You should be staying home on your, and just taking care of yourself. That means laying on my couch in my pajamas, unshowered, and watch TV all day and just dwell. And do nothing but think about all of this. Right. And I, I can't do that. Right. So you've got to do what makes you shine. And, you know, I stayed in school. I got great grades. And I got, I got a whole year's worth of work done in four months, which was very cool. Um, so, you know, I was really glad when the doctor gave me 60% chance to survive past five years that first time. I'm glad they were wrong because it took me seven years to graduate. But, you know, we made, <laughs> made it through. And But now, I mean, I, you know, I sing and I go out and I speak. And I just spoke last week and I knew all this was going on with me recently. And I'm leaving tomorrow to go speak at a... Uh, at a uh, radiation therapy conference down in Texas. Wow. The week after, I'll be in Gettysburg. And somebody asked me last night, if if you had a chance to have the surgery that you're needing while you were gone, would you cancel? I said, no, I would not, because I made a commitment, and they've been building their program around me being there. No, I wouldn't do that. And that's what keeps you going. That's what keeps me going. So, yeah. you know, I figure if it can wait a week, right? So, um, but yeah, you do what you love. So mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. you've got to keep that because if you can find a way to have a little joy in your life every day while you're going through this, it will make this part so much more bearable, you know? And I have my moments <laughs> when I'm not thinking about it. I do great when I am thinking about it. I kind of, you know, but... It, I still try to find those ways to, to have joy, you know? That's great. It's really important. Let's talk about some of the events you have coming up, because there's quite a few in the next few yes, weeks. Yes, there are. Um, there's a Survivor Luncheon, which yes. is next Saturday. Yes, it is. And Tell it's, me about that. Uh, it's at the Doubletree, and it's our 10th annual luncheon. It's really fun. We have a Survivor fashion show. There's lots of door prizes, and and I think people can still get tickets if you hurry. <laughs> but um, And there is an event tab on the Breast Friends website, so okay. you can go on there and buy tickets for it. So so hurry, though, because you only have a few more days. Um, so we have that. That's on the 27th at the Doubletree. And um, I understand the Portland firefighters are sending a couple guys to help us collect money and boots. Oh, <laughs> which I that's love. cool. Yeah, yeah they'll be <laughs> participating with the... Models helping them on and off the are stage, they, too. Which are they is hot firefighters with shirts on? Yeah. Do you know any that aren't? <laughs> I, know, that's a, I think it's a requirement. It is yeah. a requirement. Um, and then, let's see, a couple weeks later, or a week on November 8th is our open house. Okay. And that is in Tigard in our office. And um, Olive Garden, God love them. They host it every year. They provide all the food Very for yummy. free. And they feed 150 people, whoever comes. It's from 3 to 7 p.m. at our office. Again, go to our website. You can get all the details there. And then, doing something new this year on December 4th, we have an event called Swinging on a Star. It's a um, dinner dance with an 18-piece swing orchestra. Cool. And I'm singing with them. Yay! <laughs> Sweet! Anyway, um, so that's going to be a fun event. It's at the Beaverton Elks. The space is limited to 120, so it will be rather intimate, but it will be a really fun event. <laughs> okay, the lights just went out here. Yeah, that's kind of scary. <laughs> My cough button's still lit up, though. It's Hopefully we're still, we're still recording here. Uh, Good. <laughs> I think we are. Anyway, anyway, so that will be a fun event, and tickets are on, on sale on the website on, on that as well. Um, and then, of course, we don't want to forget about the Party for Pink, which yeah. is your event. Um, and we're really excited for that. That is Jason Mraz coming to Portland to do a benefit concert. He actually posted on his Facebook page, said, I'm going to Portland, Oregon to do a benefit concert for Breast Friends of Oregon. It's like, that's super cool. One of our board members wrote me and said, is this for real? 
awesome. It'll be and a he bought night. tickets immediately. So, yeah. yeah. Jason Mraz is a cool guy. He's, he's a very cool guy. He's a giver. Yeah, and that's going to be an acoustic set, which is very intimate. I love that. My husband's donating a guitar. We're hoping to see if he'll sign it and we can auction it. That's great. It'll be fun, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be really great. And that is uh, November 3rd, the party for Pink. Mm-hmm. And tickets for available are... Available for that at 1051thebuzz.com, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we don't have tickets for that. You, you guys do. But um, it's at Pure Space in the Pearl. Cool. And Corey is going to be our guest speaker on stage for a few minutes. And um, But we want to re- mostly listen to Jason. And there's another band, too, performing, but I cannot remember I the name of them. So I'm very embarrassed about that. But, um, <laughs> but Jason... Uh, Jason Mraz, he's a good guy. Yeah. My daughter went to his concert in Atlanta in the rain, and I have a picture of her and her date pouring down rain, and Jason was on stage undercover. She said it was a great concert regardless, so I might see if I can blow that picture up and have him sign it for her for Very Christmas. Cool. That'd be fun. So, Becky, as we wrap up here, let me yeah. know where people can get more information and how they can reach out to you if they if they need some help. Okay. Um, breastfriends.org is our, uh, is our website. Um, our Facebook page is Breast Friends of Oregon. Make sure you do that because uh, all kinds of stuff comes up otherwise. And then they can call our office at 503-598-8048. Thank you so much for being on the show and giving us such great information today. Thank you. And thank you too, Corey. This has been fun. We were talking today with Becky Olson, co-founder of Breast Friends, and Corey Collins, a cancer survivor and a big supporter of Breast Friends. Metroscope is an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit MetroscopePDX.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.